Footprints presents The Incredibles, a series where you meet ordinary but incredible individuals. Female house renovation contractors, or four women, are a rare species worldwide in an industry that is mostly dominated by men. When I started the business, some people didn't want to sign a contract with me and doubted that I had the qualities to be a forewoman. However, our guest for today stands out amongst her peers for her professionalism, sincerity, and a good reputation among customers. Hello everyone, I am Wang Xuetao, the boss of a Beijing-based interior decoration company called Jianshe. Nicknamed the forewoman by her construction team, 36-year-old Wang Xuetao has already been working in the interior decoration field for 10 years. Initially, a few part-time workers, now a group of over 30, her company undertakes housing refurbishment for nearly 100 households annually. But her journey to success has not been plain sailing, as challenges and obstacles are inevitable, especially for a forewoman who has to deal with clients. <laughs> anyway, she was particularly dissatisfied with me, which was a challenging situation to handle. She doubted our professionality and said we had swindled her. To hear the story of a woman who has prospered in a male-dominated world of construction, to find out whether gender has ever stood in the way of her growth, please join us on this edition of Footprints, a podcast that presents ordinary but incredible people to its listeners. A typical working day in July 2022, Wang Shui Tao is supervising one of her construction sites in the southwest of Beijing. Workers are filling the walls right now. They will apply this mixture to the wall at least twice before sanding down. When the sanding, cutting, and drilling starts, it will get pretty dusty and messy in here. While instructing her workers, she demonstrates a good knowledge about the house under renovation and specific work procedures. By knowing what they have to deal with and what they really need, Shui Tao wins the trust of her workers. One of those workers describes how they start their day. I am Dean. We usually start at 8 a.m. every day and finish at around 6 p.m. It's not really that tough, and the salary and the bonuses are worth it. And Miss Wang is a very caring person. It's been scorching hot lately, and she's prepared little gifts for us. Mr. Ding is from Hunan province in central China. He has been working with Wang Shuitao for four years. The little gifts he mentioned are a package of items including water, paper towels, essential oil cooling balm, and medicines for heat stroke prevention. When asked if he would continue working at Wang's company in the future, he said yes, timidly with a smile, without hesitation. Among the workers she has hired, Ding, 
along with many others, has worked full-time for Shui Tao for several years. Two of them have been with her since she started the company, 10 years ago. In construction and interior decoration, it's common practice for employees to work part-time and switch from one construction site to another, looking for better paid jobs. To encourage them to stay, Wang Shui Tao prefers to empower her workers rather than using other incentives or punitive measures. She is aware that what workers truly need is not supervision, but trust and respect. Therefore, she often encourages her husband, who is the engineering manager of her company, to allow the workers, especially the experienced ones, to have greater responsibility for their work. There are times when he could not help going to the construction sites to check on the workers and the procedures. But I often tell him to relax and take it easy. I trust my workers. As long as they are responsible and willing to learn new things, they eventually master the new skills we require. For those older and experienced workers, I think they are more than just workers, but rather craftsmen who deserve our respect. According to Wang Shui Tao, one particular tile worker in her team is a true craftsman. Sometimes he'd stay there for hours, deep into the night, trying to figure out how to match and arrange tiles to create beautiful patterns. After he came up with a unique design, he'd explain it to us. We could tell he was satisfied and felt very proud of himself. Good craftsmanship is an inheritance, as an experienced worker usually takes 10 to 20 years to mature. Realizing this, Wang Shui Tao has ensured that her workers are respected and well taken care of for her company to prosper. Meanwhile, she's been making efforts to bring in jobs that can provide the team with good incomes and survive in such a highly volatile and competitive market. Knowing very well that the key to maintaining a stable workforce lies in her ability to find customers, she has developed her own ways of attracting them. Unlike many other companies, her bidding prices are usually higher than average, which would seem to be a disadvantage on the surface. However, also, unlike many of her peers, who would first lure people into signing a contract and then, after construction, look for various ways to increase additional costs, she promises her customers that no extra agent selling items or services outside of their contract would occur. A carefully negotiated contract, therefore, means efficiency and fewer conflicts or disputes between businesses, which usually leads to the satisfaction of her customers. Nevertheless, there is a saying that it's easy to please one person, but difficult to please all. Even now, Wang Shui Tao still can't forget the pain her first customer brought her. The project, as she recalls, was referred by a friend when she first stepped into the unfathomed waters of the family renovation business. The process was a very unpleasant one. But of course, I was inexperienced back then, and I was not able to foresee potential problems. The trickiest part was dealing with my friend's mother. 
She was there all the time, watching over the workers. She said I was not a nice lady or a smooth talker who could keep her happy. She complained that we had not given her a ritual or a ceremony to kick off the project. Trying her best to please her first customer, but failing. Wang Shuitao says those were the days when she felt as though she was walking on thin ice. Anyway, she was particularly dissatisfied with me, which was a challenging situation to handle. She doubted our professionality and said we had swindled her. When we tried to convince her that certain parts of the house could not be modified according to her will, she assumed we were either saving labor or cutting down the cost. The first job taught Wang Shuitao a salutary lesson. Since then, she has learned to look for solutions through self-reflection. By doing so, she has improved her people skills. Nowadays, it's no longer such a formidable job for her to adapt to new and demanding situations. <laughs> you still won't be getting much sweet talking from me, but I would now add some ceremonial stuff, such as setting off firecrackers, to create an auspicious atmosphere before we start each of our construction projects. <laughs> step by step, she has learned how to improve her services by also looking at the job from the client's point of view. For many customers, the first day is a big day. I wasn't aware of it back then. Perhaps this is why the old lady didn't trust me. I remember she also talked about the font size of the contract being too small. Now, of course, I'd changed that to suit my customers. After graduation from college, she landed her first job in an engineering design company in Beijing, managing product release plans for enterprises and institutions. In the eyes of many, especially her loved ones, that was a desirable job with a stable income. But stability was not enough for her to stick with a job that she considered boring, tedious, and insignificant. Meaningless internal competitions, repetitive errands, and bureaucracy. Were not precisely what she had wanted for the rest of her life. No, I didn't worry about overtime work. It was the internal competition and bureaucracy in the office that bothered me. They took up most of my work time, leaving only a tiny amount of time for me to get down on things that mattered. My work routine usually involved quite a few departments, perhaps too many. For example, I had to report one matter to eight executives separately. I must have been suffering from depression because I had problems sleeping and was afraid of getting up to go to work. When she could no longer put up with the job, she submitted her resignation. However. Being afraid that her family would disapprove and tell her off, she kept it a secret from them. 
When I finally decided to do it, I only told my elder cousin about my decision. I knew my parents would be against me quitting a stable job, but this was what I wanted, and I knew my life would no longer be the same. After quitting her job, Wang Shuitao locked herself up at home, trying to figure out what to do next. It didn't take long before she started giving a helping hand to her cousin, who at the time was an interior decoration contractor. Ever since childhood, she has been amazed how construction and internal decoration workers can turn lifeless bricks and mortars into cherished homes. The first time I ever encountered this line of work was when I was a fourth grader in primary school. My uncle led a few people to renovate our home. Back then, bare cement floors were the norm, but my uncle covered it with fine tiles. The whole family got excited. That was the first time I encountered interior decoration. I witnessed how it had changed my home. The house looked so clean and comfy. Yeah, I was already interested in this field at a very young age. Earlier in the 1960s and 70s, housing was distributed to people for rental under the planned economy system. Houses, or rather living units, were constructed only to provide people with essential practicality or functionality of living. And when it came to refurbish their dwellings, tidiness and comfort used to be the only standard for most Chinese families. But since the country embarked on economic reform and opened itself up to the outside world in 1978, people's living standards started to climb incrementally at pace with economic development. To ordinary people, a sitting room or a living room was something they had never heard of until the 1980s, when the government started to reform its housing distribution system and opened the real estate market. I remember back then, home renovation meant painting the walls white. Few people would pay attention to the house's layout of electricity wires and water pipes. After all, there weren't many electrical appliances, so the designs for circuit and sewage systems were simple and casual. Relatively bigger bedrooms with tiny kitchens and bathrooms that occupied no more than a few square meters of space, plus narrow passages, summed up the typical average apartment then. Such apartments were little more than collective dormitories with only public kitchens, washing rooms, and toilets. Similar to commodities like clothing, furniture, and household appliances, the demand for practicality and durability prevailed over comfort and aesthetics. However, by the time the country's housing reforms went deeper into the late 1980s. More people started buying their own properties through government-sponsored housing accumulation funds and bank loans. That was around the time that Wang Shuitao was born. Wang Shuitao grew up seeing her uncle and other family members working at the forefront of housing renovation. People who got rich first and received subsidized welfare apartments were also the first group who could afford and were willing to pay more for higher standards of interior decoration. Sofas, paintings, colored television sets, electrical appliances, 
and designs to improve comfort and convenience catering to individual tastes gradually became the new fashion and norm in life. And as she grew older, Shui Tao was more exposed to interior decoration by spending her spare time reading magazines and watching TV series on the topic that had not been available before. In the 1990s, most interior decoration projects were undertaken by subsidiary branches of major state-owned construction companies. However, when the demand for a better life became so high by the turn of the century, renovation and refurbishing companies started to spring up all over the country. Private firms also emerged and would later grow to occupy a more significant proportion of the family interior decoration business in the country. Wang Shuitao's cousin was among the first batch of gold diggers in this new and profitable industry. Coming out of her self-imposed confinement, Wang Shuitao consulted with workers and other staff members at her cousin's workplace about what was required to start her own business as a home decoration contractor. With all her research being done undercover, it was not until two months later that her family learned about her decision. By that time, Wang Shuitao said with a self-satisfied smile, it was already too late for anyone to stop her. Her first order came from an old schoolmate who happened to be looking for an interior decoration team to refurbish her home. With that order, she officially went into business single-handedly. Like a hungry leopard desperately hunting for prey, Wang Shuitao could be spotted shuttling between residential areas and construction sites looking for potential workers and customers. Her efforts paid off. It didn't take me that long to gather a team. Since I had already secured a deal, all I needed to do was to invite and persuade workers to come to work for me. In the beginning, since I could not find enough orders, most workers only agreed to work part-time. They had to finish up at one construction site before coming to mine. So that kind of employment relationship was somewhat unstable. She had to stay flexible and hired both part-time and full-time workers in the initial stage of business development. Gradually, she was able to build up a workforce of her own. When asked how she had handled the task, she said perhaps being a young forewoman was an advantage rather than a disadvantage, since she could easily be singled out amongst those middle-aged men with strong local accents. Wang Shuitao is a Beijinger, while most of her rivals are migrants from the countryside or other parts of China. Meanwhile, though a rare species in the industry, Wang deems that her gender has never really been a major obstacle in the development of her career. When I started to do my business, I was often asked questions like, you're just a young girl, do you have what it takes to be a forewoman? Maybe I looked too young to be trusted, but in a matter of two to three years, people stopped judging me by my appearance. They would be convinced of my knowledge and perspectives about my trade. I was experienced enough to provide my customers with the information they needed. I think as long as people don't stop learning and making progress, they will be able to build up credibility that should be immune from age and gender discrimination. Over the past 10 years, Wang Shuitao and her team have earned a good reputation among customers.
I'm doing what I really want and love to do, and I feel delighted if my customer is satisfied with our work. My customers are most interested in whether their homes are nicely decorated and renovated. So I would focus on the work itself. Simple as that. And I don't regret quitting my previous job. In fact, I am really glad that I left as quickly as possible. My sister, friends, and relatives have all asked me whether I regretted it, and my answer has never changed. No, not even one bit. She said she had gained much more than money and success. One of my most significant accomplishments so far is that I've won friendship, trust, and recognition from my customers. For me, their support is heartwarming and valuable. They will introduce other customers to me and even give me ideas on how to manage my team better. And when the whole business slowed down due to the pandemic, some of them even rang me and asked whether I needed any help to keep my business going. It felt really nice, and with their support, I've become more confident as well. In fact, after the job was done, many customers chose to remain in her life. They have become her friends indeed. Whenever there is a need, they'll lend a hand to help out. More than 30 years have passed since China launched its housing reform. A survey done by the Central Bank of China shows that over 90% of Chinese have owned their homes. Various properties and apartments are available to meet the diversified needs of the people from different income levels and with varied artistic or practical demands. Tailor-made refurbishing plans have become a new trend in interior decoration as more apartments or villas enter their second round of renovation. For properties purchased one or two decades ago, their interior decoration has worn out. Materials and workmanship of the past decades could no longer keep up with present-day standards. Wang Shuitao was quick to catch up. Gradually, people started to pay more attention to the comfort of living. Electrical appliances such as air conditioners, washing machines and dishwashers have become indispensable. Over the past five years, great changes have occurred in our field of work. Before, no customers used sweeping robots and smart toilets. Now, they have become popular choices among our customers. When I refurbished my own home a few years ago, I rearranged the location of the sockets in the bathroom to install the smart toilet. You know, there had been no such designs in the house previously. And according to her, designs that combine comfort, convenience, beauty and high technology to cater to individual needs will remain a major trend in interior decoration in the years to come. People have already adopted so many intelligent household appliances. I believe there will be more and better products coming. Plus, people, especially the younger generation, are more appreciative of the aesthetic beauty and artistic designs of interior decoration.
These changes mean higher demand for her business. Wang Shuitao is determined to keep abreast with the latest technology and the new generation's demands in housing refurbishing. Since 2010, many online home renovation platforms have been set up. They serve as a bridge between businesses and customers, allowing the two parties to compare and choose what they want to sell and buy. China has achieved transparent status in the latest Global Real Estate Transparency Index, or GRETI, released by JLL. As a result, a more transparent, internet-based and personal interior decoration market is replacing the old traditional one. There are more house owners that are willing to pay a little extra for a higher standard of living nowadays. Ten years ago, spending 3,000 Chinese yuan, or roughly 445 US dollars, on a high-quality showerhead would have been hard to imagine for many people. But right here, at Shuitao's construction site down in southwest Beijing, one such order has just been made. When asked why she named her company Jianshue, which in Chinese means both simple and luxurious, she smiled happily and said, Actually, one of my friends who studies feng shui named it for me because the two characters match my fortune. I have no idea what kind of match it is, but yeah, simple and luxurious. Why not? It is not without reason that Shui Tao's company has been given this new name. After all, simplicity is beauty. And who would disagree that it is a luxury for each of us individuals to own a space that can be called our home sweet home? With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary but incredible people in China, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Just key in Footprints and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.